In this episode of the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast, we're going to shift gears. And me and my brother James, known on Twitter as Draft Junkie James, we're going to share our thoughts on team building and veteran leadership. Stay tuned. Big shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. And this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code Locked On. That is prizepicks.com. Promo code is Locked On. What's up? I am your host, Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board and the founder of NBA Draft Junkies. And my guest today is none other than my brother, James. James, what's going on? What's up, man? Nothing much. All right. I decided that you were the best person for this because we we may share some similar thoughts about younger youngins going to the NBA with no vet leadership. And it's crazy because I want to say it was Friday. I let out a series of tweets just kind of sharing my thoughts about the Houston Rockets. And I didn't think they had like strong veteran leadership on the team. And I had mentioned how if I were running a young team, which is like a goal of mine, the type of vets I would have. And then not even two days later, Austin Rivers, maybe he was reading my tweets. I think that was probably it. Maybe probably. My tweets. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. But he he made a quote. He didn't hold back on the Rockets. His exact quote was, someone needs to teach KPJ and Jalen how to play the right way. You know what I mean? They need those vets. I like those guys. They're super talented. They can really score. They need someone to help them take that next step. So obviously he doesn't think Eric Gordon is being that vet. Now, what do you see in Houston that that you would change? Um, Eric Gordon is supposed to be that vet, and it's funny that um, you know all this ties together. I saw uh, there was an interview with Eric Gordon, and they asked him forget what they asked him but like he just said nothing like he like brushed off the question that the um the the reporter had asked him and it just looks like you know a lack of veteran leadership on that team it's like who do the young guys look to for guidance who like keeps them um you know keeps everybody settled um who writes the ship and uh you know we talked about it. i know you sent that that tweet off and um, I had mentioned like the New Orleans Pelican situation and how they had Garrett Temple, who's been around the block several times, been a role player uh, his whole career. And they also had CJ McCollum, who's in his early 30s, who's been around the block. So that helps guys like Zion. It helps uh, Brandon Ingram. So we just got to talking. It's like, who is that guy in Houston? It's supposed to be Eric Gordon, but who, who else is it? Who do they look to? So. Well, I think Gordon, and I'm just speculating here, he wants to go to a contender. He wants to play. He still feels like he has something to give on the court. I don't know why the Rockets are holding out for him or are right. still holding on to him. I mean, 
I read that they were looking for like a first round pick, but it seems to me, and again, I could be totally wrong that he just does not want to be there. And I can totally understand it from his perspective, why he wouldn't want to be there. That's why yeah, I think I'm it's not important. there to babysit. Yeah. And that's why I think it's important that when you're building a young team, you have to have vets that understand their their role. Guys that are that that are willing to accept that role. So I look at the Jazz, for example, and you have Mike Conley and Rudy Gay, two ultimate professionals. Not saying that Eric Gordon isn't, but they've accepted the role. I remember talking to a a jazz official um before the season when you know they hit the reset button and I was like does Conley want to be there and he says oh yeah he's 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 all in which is important he's all in he's been a vet he is like my perfect vet so when I think of like a veteran like if I were building a a young team and with the way the NBA is I mean there's there's roster spots, even though a lot of people say they're they're pushing vets out the league. I'm saving two to three roster spots for a vet. And the vet I'm looking for is a guy that's probably in his mid-30s. I need a vet that's married, has a family, a wife and kids. But I need him to be cool enough to where he's invited, he's in the loop with the players, he may know their music he you know he he's still cool enough to where he knows everything that's going on but at the same time he has the respect to where he can put his arm around a guy's shoulder and be like hey you need to get to practice early you need to do this and I, I look back at when Al Harrington was a rookie he stayed with Antonio Davis like he needed that and I don't see Houston has that so my question to you is you got a young team and you are the GM. What vets are you are you picking for your team? Um, so again, you want somebody that's been around the block, that's has, has seen roles, different roles, who understands the game, um, and who is okay with, with you know being there to uh as a mentor. Ship. So you talked about Mike Conley and also off the um, camera, you had talked about Rudy Gay being like helpful in Utah. Um, you think about like Jeff Green in Denver. You know, there was a video circulating around about uh, they played an Usher song um, from, I forget the, off the top of my head. And like he sang it and, and Bones Highland was like, I don't know what that is. But like at the same time, you know, Jeff Green still dunks on you every two weeks like he's out there he's a part of the team um if I'm at the if I'm the Rockets personally I look at you know again it could be my 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 personal favorite bias but I like Joe Johnson in the old man Udonis Haslam role for them you know you think about Joe Johnson he's an all-star he's a max contract player and then when Joe Johnson got old he turned into a role player he turned into a you know minutes here minutes there guy so like, you know, and at the same time, even though he's what, 41, 42, he's still in great shape. He's still competitive. He still competes. And like, he could be like the mentor to a Jalen Green who needs to improve his shot selection, who needs to um, 
to to see the floor better. So, yeah, I look at guys like that uh, who are who are older, um, within like the active guys like the Jeff Greens, the the Rudy Gays, those kind of guys are are you know somebody I would try to keep on my roster. Um, think about Al Horford; he's like the uncle in that 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 uh, Celtics team. So guys yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, my my favorite would be. It would be like PJ Tucker. I know he's still able to compete on a contender, but if I'm like Houston, and let's say next year, I think I don't know if PJ has a multiple year deal, but let's say Houston is in the same position three years from now, which could totally happen. I mean, some of th- these rebuilds don't always happen overnight. The minute PJ is no longer a rotation player, I'm like, hey, I need you. <laughs> On my young team, and you may ask me, well, why P.J. Tucker? P.J. Tucker, to me, is the perfect role model vet because he's, let's keep it 100, he's fly. He got all the fly sneakers. He still wore the chains. He still, Mm -hmm. you know, got the car collection. He still, you know, he may be hanging out with, with Meek Mill. He's still very in tune with his younger teammates. But at the same time, he's a guy that, in my opinion, has maxed out every single ounce of his talent he's overachieved you know you don't go from playing i think he played in europe like eight years or something like that he played in europe for a long time he's he knows what it's like to ride buses instead of private planes and he's where he's at because he had to be an excellent professional and even when he was trying to get back in the league he didn't come in the league with like big money so he had to be a professional to stick he had to come in and play a role rebound be, be mm-hmm. physical knock down corner threes until he got some type of job security while a young guy that was drafted in the first round especially a top five pick he don't know anything about fighting for a roster spot and usually they're given jobs because that whoever the GM is, he's not going to want his top five pick to not play. He's going to give them the most opportunities right. to fail. So that's why I think having a guy that has, you know, kind of made a living because he's had to like overachieve. He's had to squeeze out all of his talent to play in the NBA in your mid to late thirties. You have to be a, a great vet. You have to know how to, take care of your body and I think that's what a lot of teams are are, are not necessarily a lot of teams. I know a couple teams that I feel personally are missing that type of that type of veteran leadership let me ask you this how much of we'll just call him the OG how much of the OG role can your coach play so you look at like uh, we talked about the Pelicans Willie Green is an OG right um, uh, I'm I'm watching this um this Magic Kings game. Who's their veteran? So do you say Jamal Mosley is the OG on that team? Because again, he's been around the block. He can relate to the guys somewhat. Um, how much can the coach? How much of a role can the coach play? All right, I answer that question after I talk about Prize Picks. And if you're wondering what is Prize Picks, all you have to do is pick two to six players, and if they will go score more or less than their Prize Picks projection. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It is just you versus the projections available. Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you want, which includes the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, college football, college basketball for men's and women, even WNBA. 
Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. It is safe and fast withdrawals, and it is currently operational in 30 states and our buddies north of the border in Canada. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. If you are a first-time user, you can receive a hundred dollars instant, hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars with a promo code locked on. If you deposit hundred bucks, Prize Picks will give you hundred bucks. If you deposit fifty, Prize Picks will give you fifty. So do not forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Once again, you're listening to the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. This is your host, Rafael Barlow, with my brother, James Barlow. James asked me a question, how much does a coach play a role? And I, I, I do think the coach plays a role. Willie Green is an excellent example. I remember I lived in L.A. around the time he was there with the Clippers. And um, someone mentioned to me, that when he left, the year after he left, there may have been some issues in the Clippers locker room. And one of the guys mentioned that Willie Green was kind of like the glue that really held that group together because he was just the, the ultimate professional. And so when I look at Willie Green, I knew immediately, like, based off the way this particular person was talking about Willie Green and his impact on the Clippers, I knew that he was going to be a coach, like, right away. And I think he went to the Warriors after that, and now he's the head coach at in, in New Orleans. And I definitely think he played a role in in um in their team building situation. And if you look at the Pelicans, they have, you know, you got your you know, your vets like CJ. CJ's the ultimate, the ultimate vet to me in a sense, because not only is he, he may not be like a superstar in a sense, but he's a star. He has hundred million dollar contract, but he was a guy that was not like highly recruited coming out of high school. He was, I mean, we've all seen a picture where he looked like he was like five to 85 <laughs> pounds and he went to a mid major. So there's definitely a, a certain type of chip on his shoulder and a certain type of, I guess professionalism, I want to say, for a guy that just didn't have anything handed to him. Right. And those are guys that I would have on my team if if, if possible. You, you may not be able to get all that road into like a one of your top two or three players like, like you have in New Orleans, but Garrett Temple is a guy that is, you know, that's his role. You know that is his role to be that, that vet leader. So I'd like to answer your question, I think Willie Green – understands that and so he's going to put together a team that that has those type of guys on there what is your thought on pat beverly pat will be one of my guys if if pat can't play pat's gonna be on my team because he's gonna pick up full court in practice (laughs) i was just thinking about patrick beverly i think he there was a lot of antics with patrick beverly but like again if i'm houston that's who i want Cause he's gonna get guys to play hard. Um, he see, uh, you know, you could tell uh, he has more value on a younger team than he does with the Lakers. Yeah, and then you you can obviously see he had an impact on uh, Minnesota last year, um, just cause like he brought it, and 
you know, while a young guy like Anthony Edwards is, you know, brash or whatever you want to say, like to have Patrick Beverly backing him up means like everything to him. And you can tell that it meant everything to that team. Um, but yeah, Patrick Beverly would be like, as you can, as you say, like he has more value now at what, 34 on a younger team than he does on a, you know, an older team, just because, you know, the skills are not what they were last year. But if I'm Houston, yeah, he, he to me, he has, he's 34, he has three more years left as an OG in the NBA. I think I, I, hey man, as long as you're doing your job, because he's a, a guy that I think could be the role player that's a culture setter. And Pat's story is crazy. I mean, played in Russia, had to buy out his contract to play for the Rockets, came to the Rockets with a non-guaranteed deal. So that type of dude, you know, when he got to training camp and when he got his opportunity with Houston, he was probably the first person there at practice. He's probably one of the last to leave. He hustled in every drill. And I remember a, a former player told me that he said that he was – he was on a team, and it, the, the player that he's referring to is Scotty Brooks. Remember the coach, Scotty Brooks? He yeah. said Scotty Brooks went 100% in every layup. He said every he drill. glass, right? right? <laughs> huh? He was slapping glass in the layup line, like, super hard or something like that? No, he was just saying, like, you know, like, when practice first starts where you're just kind of doing layups to warm up, he was like, man, he was doing layups at game speed. You know, he was jab-stepping, game speed, everything at game speed. And he said they kind of laughed at him, like, man, who's this, you know, this this dude? But he said the guy, Scotty Brooks, ended up making a team because mm-hmm. he knew that he didn't have the the talent to – or he wasn't more talented than some of the guys that were competing for the same roster spot, but he just knew that he had to use the professionalism and going hard to his advantage. So I said all that to say this. The guys like Pat Beverly, the guys like PJ Tucker that came to the league, you know, like not as highly touted, that had to fight for everything. That professionalism, that mindset probably has, I believe, carried them to playing into their mid thirties. There's not a lot of guys left playing in their mid thirties. And those are guys that I would use as examples. Thad Young is another guy because I would want culture setters. Now, if you are Charlotte, let's 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 have a little fun here. You are the Charlotte Hornets. And you know, you decide to bring back, you know, the roster's pretty much the same, but you got a couple open roster spots next year. What type of veterans like or, or do you have some veterans and let's say there are free agents. What veterans are you bringing to that team? Mm. Ideally, I would like to bring in a veteran point guard because your best player is your point guard. Kimba. Kimba would be my guy. They need to do that right now. (laughs) They need to do that before the season started. Yeah. Kimba would be perfect. Kimba has seen it all. You know, he's been the man in Charlotte. He was the face of the franchise. I think that would be perfect for LaMelo. And um, not to, you know, who knows what happens, but maybe some of the off the, court issues, you know, don't happen or, you know, or aren't as severe as what has happened in Charlotte. Cause again, you look down that, um, you look down that bench and it's just like, 
Who's the man? Just, that's a lot to have happen to one franchise. Yeah, you guys, you know, off the court. So it's like I don't, I don't understand why Kemba's not there right now. Yeah, Kemba perfect. should be there right away. He can be the perfect mentor to Melo. He's been the man there. He knows the city, and he is another thing. I think just people don't understand. Kemba was a small guard that lasted a while. When you're a small guard and you last as long as he did. You it, it's something in there that allows you to to stick. So yeah, Kimba would be would be perfect there. All right, I, I'll fin- we'll finish this question, but I want to talk to the audience about Bet Online because Bet Online is your number one source for betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season, which. As of right now, it looks like TCU is getting smacked around. And then you have basketball. They even have the World Cup. Everything is at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. It is the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. And also, for those of you who are worried about doing your taxes, I suggest you go to TurboTax.com and do not do your taxes. Go to TurboTax. Let TurboTax do them. Meet an expert who will do them for you because TurboTax has the experts who can help relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you do not have to do your own taxes. And TurboTax is advising you to not do your own taxes because people are messing up. People are getting audited. So go to TurboTax. And with TurboTax, you get a 100% expert guarantee, and an expert will do your taxes from start to finish so you can relax. So you're basically done with your taxes right now because you don't have to do them. TurboTax will do them for you. Go to TurboTax, and again, do not do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Full-service products only. A video meeting while expert does your taxes is required. So see the details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees all right last segment Raphael with my brother James and we talked about the Charlotte Hornets now if I'm Charlotte and I know Udonis Haslam has said this is last year Charlotte probably doesn't have the cap room so maybe this is not a good example I'll use Houston if I'm Houston I think they might have like 44 million dollars in cap space I'm calling Mr. Haslam saying, hey, I know you wanted to end your career with Miami. I know you got plenty of bread because you've been chilling like the last seven, eight years collecting two <laughs> to three million dollars. So that's really like 20 million dollars you've made chilling. But hey, I need how much you need? Five million, eight, ten. I need you to come here to Houston and I need you to set the tone. I need you to create a culture because even if you win the lottery, and you get Wimbayama, and you, or you get Scoot. You still need someone to set the culture. You need someone to get in KPJ's face if he shoots a contested step back three with Jabari Smith wide open or Shingun wide open. I mean, I even heard, and I could be wrong here. Someone said that Jabari Smith, who's you know been a competitor yelled at John Lucas to take Shingun out the game. I saw that too. <laughs> so, and I'm like, all right, as a rookie, yeah, I mean, you know, if you're balling, 
or if there are people like you, they're going to say, oh, man, that's just him being a competitor. But at the same time, if he feels like he's the leader and he feels like he has the power to yell at the coach to take her player out, that means it is a mess over there. You know? But hold on. So, and this is why you need a leader. So it works both ways. Yeah, you can yell at me because I, you know, missed a defensive assignment, but do you get to get yelled at because you're shooting 31% from the three-point line and you're not shooting the ball well? I mean, how does that work? And, 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 uh, and, but and Lori to, had 49 like, like the next night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, and, but um, I don't know. Here's my thing, though, with Haslam, right? So, like, Haslam is Miami's from Miami. So, like, that position works for him perfectly. So if I'm Jalen Green, KPJ, why am I listening to Udonis Haslam? Why? Like, because what, he got. What can a... he tell? What can he tell me about shot selection if I'm KPJ? So he to did. me, I feel like your OG needs to fit the role of, or had used to be what your best players or who you're building around, um, what they are. I think that's kind of easier in that example because I mean, like. You, if I'm KPJ, I'm like, man, look, oh, dude, like, you telling me not to shoot step backs when you shot 15-foot short corner jumpers your whole career? Like, we don't even play like that anymore. Like, I get it. what you are in Miami, but it's like, you know, the, the OG in one hood ain't the OG in another hood. He's got enough juice and enough money in his bank account to where if he snatched somebody up by their jersey, <laughs> he, he ain't worried about no fine or no penalty. I get that. But this I, is I, this ain't Miami. This is Houston. Yeah, but I think he could I think he can do it everywhere because he just commands that type of respect. He's another guy that I mean, for him to play 20 years, remember he was fat. A lot of people don't remember he was fat. He and man, he went told overseas. Story. He told a story on I forget which podcast, and he said that he didn't set his clock to French time. He only he was on American time because he was like, I'm not playing here. I'm not going to get used to playing over here. So he said he wasn't sleeping because he never adjusted his like his body clock or his physical clock. Yeah, that, that's crazy to even hear because like, you know, but it's a mentality. Sleep, it's a mentality right. that a guy like a Jalen Green or a guy that has been praised probably doesn't necessarily have because he's so talented. Udonis had to go overseas. He had to change his body. And those are the guys that I want to be my vet leaders. A guy that has maximized all of their talent. Thad Young is a guy. I mean, Thad Young was super talented. He's the first round pick. And I know there's a little video circulating, but Thad Young is played a long time in the NBA. There's, I don't think there's probably and I can't think of what class he was in off the top of my head. There's probably not five guys in his class that are still playing. He yeah, is. He got some great hands, too. That dude, if he sees it, he's going to touch that basketball. He's going to get deflections and steals. But he can still play. But say. he's a he's a guy that I like because not only is he very well respected, but he can relate to younger guys because he has Team Thad, his AAU program. Right. Which he's very active. I've done some video stuff for, for Team Thad. Some of his former players are in the NBA. So he's still connected. He's still like traveling with teenagers. Like, I mean, how many guys that are gazillionaires in a sense that will spend their summer traveling with their youth team? 
So you, you, I mean, you're around 15, 16, 17 year old kids at that time. So you definitely got to know a little bit of what's going on. You know, who, whatever young, whoever a rapper is and all that. So I think that has helped him relate. So he's a guy that from Charlotte or, or Houston, I'm trying to either, if he's a free agent and trying to sign or I'm trying to make a trade for him because his value is not all about what he does on the court. His value sets the standard or sets the culture for down the line. And I just think that is very, very important, especially when, you know, you're drafting these teenagers. So I look at this year's draft and I know people probably think I'm crazy, but I look at this year's class of freshmen and I look at the worst teams in the NBA and I'm like, okay, what team can this guy come in and crack their rotation. Like, can mm-hmm. you come in and crack Houston's rotation if you're a guard? <laughs> it's gonna be tough. Scoot. I mean, man. scoot, yeah, but if you're not scoot and you're, you know, in a fair, like I mean, I mean, people may not like KPJ, but you gotta beat him out. Jalen right. Green, you know he's gonna start. You know, and you see what's his name hasn't been able to crack that rotation. Ty Ty Washington. Ty Ty Washington. Yeah, so you need a vet that's going to be able to basically take a kid and say, hey, you're not playing, but just because you're not playing doesn't mean right. they're not watching you. You need to mm, so be the first at practice. Let me ask you this. So, okay, speaking of that, and we talked about Mike Conley, and we talked about uh, Rudy Gay. Now you see that all of a sudden there are minutes available for Ochai in Utah, and he's making the most of it. Now, does it with no OGs on that team, is he staying ready? Now, Grant, he was a four-year guy at Kansas, so maybe there's, you know, more maturity. But even then, I mean, when 22 is still 22. But, like, you know. With a 19-year-old in the same situation have been no, ready. Exactly. But at the same time, you have to think that the Conleys, the Rudy Gays are, are telling him, like, hey, man, you know, stay ready, man. Stay ready. And you see – you know, he, he came in against Cleveland the other day, knocking down shots. So yeah. it was like, you know, and you going into the season, you thought he was going to play a lot more, a lot sooner. But it's just not how Utah's moving right now. But here we are in January, and he's ready, and he's making shots. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I just think that when a lot of times with this team building, you're just throwing young guys out there and having a culture. You would think like – like, I mean, there's been so many examples. I've heard some crazy horror stories about those Wizards teams that had JaVale and Nick Young and, right. and Gilbert Arenas. I had someone tell me that played on the team was like, man, when I got traded there, it was like guys were going out every night. They were wrestling in the locker room. They were just having fun. It's like we had a lot of talent, but we didn't have any. <laughs> we were just wild. And that mm-hmm. team underachieved and you know maybe i mean gilbert was gilbert don't sound like any vet would have been able to get to him but you just think about how that team just kind of underachieved well that wraps up this episode and it's a little bit different we didn't talk about prospects we just kind of did our own thing shifted gears and just talked about veterans and how important they are for these young guys and i think like with with teams you're investing in so many 18 or 19 year olds and every year you're bad, you're getting a new 19-year-old. 
And no business in the world other than sports turns their business over to teenagers. So you you need vet leaderships. And so, you know, I look at Houston. I think Houston has, and, and it is, Houston is, their losing is going to help them get a higher pick. But Houston has more talent than Utah. There's more talent, in my opinion, top to bottom. Or just natural so. talent. But Utah's vets, I think, are the biggest difference. And, and maybe the city, you know. There's a lot of stuff to get into in Houston <laughs> that you kind of yeah. can't get into. But even Detroit. Detroit has... I think Detroit has a better plan for team building than than Houston. I agree. I would say Orlando does too. Yeah, Orlando. Orlando. I mean, you know, you probably wonder like, why haven't they traded Terrence Ross? In my opinion, Terrence Ross must be that vet that they decided to to keep around. Well, that wraps up this episode. Big shout out to each and everybody that has made this podcast a success. And your first listen of the day, not for your second listen, check out the Game to Game podcast. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on the Locked On NBA podcast, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's Rafael Barlow with my brother James, and we are out. <laughs> <laughs>